Hey friend, Graham Baldwin here with The Speaker Lab. Hey, wouldn't it be nice if someone gave you the exact process to find and book more speaking gigs in 2024? That'd be nice, right? Well, I'll tell you what, we're just gonna do that for you. We've created a new 18-page guide based on Dan Irvin's process that helped him actually book over $100,000 in speaking gigs in the past year. Now, Dan is one of our uh, team members here. He's this, a very successful speaker and also one of our coaches. And so you're gonna learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, proposal emails, and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps. Again, that's plural, thespeakerlab.com slash steps. We're going to send you that PDF guide right to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps. That's it. That's all you got to do. Go there. Hey, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. You're awesome. Hey, what's up, friends? Graham Baldwin here. Welcome back to the Speaker Lab podcast. Glad you're here. Glad you are joining us. Welcome to episode 242. And today we're going to have my uh, my buddy Brandon Edmondson on the show from Premier Speakers Bureau, who's going to be uh, chatting with us about kind of the, the state of the speaking industry. So he's going to give us some insights on what's working for them currently, what they're seeing in the marketplace. We cover all types of topics ranging from, uh, from fees to timelines in terms of how far out clients are, are currently booking, the different topics that they're booking. He talks about right out of the gate here, one of the most common things that they're seeing that that event planners are asking for that you really need to have as a speaker. So we dig into that. We also just talk about the ebbs and flows of the market and the highs and lows of uh, a booking gig. So a lot to cover here in this wide ranging conversation. Before we get into it, let me remind you, if you haven't already, definitely check out our new YouTube channel where every single week we're doing speech breakdowns of some of the most popular speeches, presentations, keynotes, TED Talks online. We're giving you the ins and outs of those talks, why they worked, what didn't work, and how you can use some of the same tips and strategies for your next presentation. So again, check that out and go over to uh, subscribe, like, comment on the videos by going to youtube.com slash the speaker lab. Again, that is youtube.com slash the speaker lab. All right, let's get right into it. Here's my conversation with Brandon Edmondson from uh, Premier Speaker Spiel. Enjoy. Hey, what's up, friends? Graham Baldwin here. Welcome back to the Speaker Lab podcast. Today, joined by my buddy Brandon Edmondson from Premier Speakers Bureau. You're more than just an agent over there. What's your big fancy title? You're VP of. Uh, yeah, I'm just Vice President of Premier Speakers Bureau. So there, are, I mean, there are a few other guys that do essentially what I do. But yeah, it's good to be back with you. You don't have to downplay it. You're a big deal over there. <laughs> so uh, we had Brandon on the uh, back on episode 163. So if you haven't listened to that, definitely go back in the archives and check that out. So today what we wanted to do is just kind of, you are someone who as an agent, you've been in the industry for over a decade, right? Yeah. I, um, on the speaking side about five years, but yep. then I was on the music side and booking for about seven. So as far as live events and booking and the ebbs and flows that were about, about 12 years now. And so just for context sake, within Premier, what types of events and industries are you typically working in? And right. then over the course of a year, how many events are you usually booking? Yeah. So my main areas or sectors, as we call them, that keep me the most busy is the healthcare sector. So that could be hospitals, pharmaceutical, any type of company that, you know, is healthcare related in any way. And then I handle all Nashville business as well, which if, you know, a lot of those speakers out there, Nashville is a huge event hub right now. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of one of those hot cities. So I handle all businesses based in the greater Nashville area. And then I also work with our visitors and convention center and get a good list of all the groups coming to Nashville right. for their event. And I'm, we're pretty active with our marketing team, sending outbound emails to those people, really trying to capitalize on you're coming to Nashville. It's music city. 
let's get you a speaker that's local for that, you know, whether it's an athlete or obviously the music tie-in. So those are the two buckets that keep me the most busy. At Premier, we do overall as a team a little over 2,000 events a year, and I'm responsible for, you know, about 150 to 200 of those typically. So you book a lot of events in a year. I mean, even yes. just you personally, like you're in you're in the trenches of this day in and day out. And so that's okay. a big reason why we wanted to chat was just you ha- you are someone who has, you know, just your hand on the pulse of the industry and how things are going. And so I'm curious here, you know, as we're, we're starting into Q2 of 2019, are there any trends or anything that you're noticing within the, the speaking industry of, hey, I'm booking a lot on this topic or I'm booking a lot in this sector or uh, I'm finding clients are doing this or not doing that like they yeah. used to or what, what are you seeing currently? Yeah, I, I mean, I think probably for the past 20 to 25 years, I wouldn't say topics or themes have changed that much. I think the topics are going to be pretty similar. You, It's leadership, it's motivation, it's you know, uh, it's sales. It, those are the high level buckets that will always be dominating our SEO. They'll always yeah. be dominating what we see on our website. You'll see outliers like there was a stretch where, you know, oh, we have to have a blockchain speaker, right? Yeah, yeah. Or we have to have someone to talk about the Affordable Care Act. Those right. things will happen. But for the most part, I think it's going to stay pretty much the same. What we see is more you know, we're reacting to what clients are asking for mm-hmm. as it relates to the speaker themselves. And so I think two of the biggest trends that we're really seeing is the speaker videos have to be so good. You know, you used to be able to just send a 10 minute clip, a speech, and yeah. that would be fine. Um, we're seeing a real tw- trend towards the, co- the, the speaking video has to be a two and a half minute commercial. Yeah, has to have music behind it. It has to be documentary style with some interviews. There has to be the speaker in front of at least five to six different crowds. So the end event planner knows, okay, well, at least this guy's done it more than once. You know, there has to be, there has to be crowd shots. There has to be an emotional pull. Um, And one of the best videos that we reference is the speaker by the name of Vin Jang. And you can check him out on our premiere page. And I'm sure Grant will link it. And at the end of that video, uh, it's about two and a half minutes. He's backstage and the event planner comes up to him and gives him a hug and says, oh, that was perfect. That was perfect. And of course, there's these other event planners thinking, wow, like that was amazing. And, you know, we had a couple speakers in our office and we showed them that and their jaws just dropped. And the next week they're like, okay, I need to shoot this. And so you know, you used to get by with just, oh, here's my 60 minute keynote. It's just not going to work anymore. Yeah. Um, because for my clients, they're coming to me. They're not typically wanting one speaker. Hey, here, tell me about speaker A. They're saying, send me five to 10 options in this topic. And those speakers are immediately competing with one another. And so those videos just really have to be on point, emotional, and really impactful, you know, to yeah. kind of, you know, tug on the heartstrings a little bit. And a rule of thumb too, rule of thumb that we kind of say too, based on, you know, how much do I spend on a video, right? Yeah. You know, our general rule of thumb is whatever level of speaker monetarily you are, whatever your honorarium or guarantee is for one date, that's how much you invest in that video. Because that's going to require someone coming to an event, getting B-roll of you interacting with the client. So $5,000 speaker, spend $5,000 on that video and then go up from there. 
Yeah. And for context sake, um, well, a couple of things. One is Vin does have a phenomenal video and Vin also runs a, like a video production company. That's uh, right. That That's does right. a lot of these demo videos for other speakers because they're well done and they are okay. highly produced. But like mm -hmm. you also said, kind of alluded to there, Vin's definitely on the upper level of mm -hmm. for what a lot of speakers are at. That's so, right. And just to like take a step back for, for context sake, a lot of the speakers that you work with, what fee range do they typically fall in? Uh, our average contract uh, here at Premier is around 15,000 per event. So okay. that's the average. I mean, you know, we'll, you know, we are trying to really work with speakers at the $5,000 guarantee minimum that, cause that's just, there's, you know, enough money for everyone to yep. make a percentage. So really it starts at 5,000 and goes up to you know, hundreds of thousands, but yeah, we average around 15,000 per event. Gotcha. So whenever it comes to that, that demo video there, a couple of things that you mentioned is one, the length of mm -hmm. it's not some, you know, 20, 30, 50 minute full right. talk. People don't want to watch that. That's the way right. we've always uh, referenced it is think of it like a movie trailer. I don't need to see the whole movie. I just need to see, you know, 90 seconds, two minutes, two and a half minutes, just enough to let me know, like, is this worth pursuing? Now I may eventually want to see, you know, some longer clips, but sure. just enough to determine like, yes or no, check the box. That's right. This is a good fit for me. Now, one of the things we've always talked to speakers about is definitely including much more heavy on the side of you actually speaking. Mm -hmm. uh, but one thing I've noticed and you kind of alluded to is there's a lot of speakers who have, there's a little bit of them speaking, but it's a lot of testimonials. It's a lot of B-roll. It's a lot of the emotional side of it. And I, there's a few videos I've seen where it's like, there's so little of them speaking. It's like, that's the yeah. product. Like that's what people are buying. But you're right. saying like, that's kind of, that's a bit the direction that, that, uh, event planners are, are looking for right now is the emotional tie-in? That's right. I think the emotional tie-in first. I mean, you have to have 10 minutes, right? But sure. for, from our perspective, I mean, if the, my phone rings and they say, tell me about speaker A, it's a much different pitch and much different approach, right? But if they want 10 uh, speakers to choose from, they want, it has to be really fast and it has to be emotional. It is, it's a trailer, it's a commercial. And they're going through, they have it pulled up in a boardroom somewhere and they're just scrolling through my online proposal. And if it doesn't connect emotionally quick, delete, boom, they're gone. Yeah. And that was your chance. And then they're going through and they pick those three from there. The next conversation is, okay, we've identified these three. Um, tell me a little bit more about what exactly they're going to talk about. Right. How are they to work with? Okay. Can you go ahead and send me a longer video of that speaker, but it's usually that two and a half to three minute. Yeah. It doesn't really need to have very much of your actual content in that first go round. Yeah. Hmm. We see that. Absolutely. Interesting. And, and, and on our proposal link, we do have all of that, right? We, we have the ability for, you know, three or four videos to load, but we always lead with the commercial one or the, you know, the, the teaser, so to speak. Right. Right. Interesting. Make mm -hmm. people want to see more. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See more, get that connection. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's the movie trailer is, the, is a great example. Gotcha. Okay. So one of the things you touched on earlier is that a lot of the topics that, that clients are looking for today are the topics that people have always looked for. Like sure. you mentioned, you know, motivation and leadership. I know one challenge I hear from a lot of speakers is when you have two sides of the equation, who you speak to and what's the problem that you solve for that audience or what's the topic that you speak on. And so motivation, leadership, those are big topics. And so oftentimes we feel because of these are big topics that are relevant in a lot of audiences and a lot of types of events that we want to appeal to as big and wide and broad of an of an audience as possible. The more people we appeal to, the more opportunities we hypothetically have. Now, there's going to be 
there's going to be clients that you work with who are, you know, celebrity speakers who are the, you know, the, the Peyton Mannings, the Jay Leno's of the world who an organization or a group is hiring them, not necessarily because Peyton's going to give a really great talk on leadership sure. just because it's Peyton Manning and, and he can sell tickets and put butts in seats. Sure. Um, but for, for most speakers, do you find that, that it, they need to, if they're going to talk on something like motivation or leadership or some of these big broad topics, that they need to be a lot more specific on who they speak to rather than they try to speak to anybody and everybody? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's a bit of a numbers game and it is the cast the biggest net, so to speak. And then on our site, you know, we really recommend the speak, the, the keynote title, you know, is that, you know, sentence down to like three or four words to be as broad as possible Yeah. Uh, on, on the site. That's just for outbound SEO and then just search engine on our site. Then from there, it's that paragraph that really breaks it down and gets as specific as possible because we want the keynote description or the, the title again to be broad. But then if they do hit on a very specific keyword like Bitcoin or blockchain or cancer or Everest, mm-hmm. you know, we obviously want that in the keynote full description. So you kind of do need both yeah. um, from our perspective, because you don't want to miss out on someone who's very specifically searching for one, you know, for something very specific, right? So yeah. yeah, it is a bit of a numbers game and kind of playing in both a little bit, but you, yeah. you know, you somewhere I would say in your description or bio or whatever search criteria you're looking for, you probably want to have leadership. You probably want to have motivational. I mean, that's just, you know, we're looking at the number one search terms on all of these sites. And those are still the things that people are searching. You know, if they're starting from absolute scratch, motivational speaker is still the number one search term that we see every single day. Yeah. You know? And, you know, we all make a joke because you're going to go to, the, you know, be in a van down by the river. Yeah, but totally. We joke about it in the industry, but it's still the nomenclature that people use. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things you kind of touched on and alluded to is the SEO side of it. Mm-hmm. Is that how you find that a lot of your leads are coming in for you personally, or, or even just other speakers who are maybe non-exclusive with Premier that a lot of, they're getting a lot of leads just from someone going to Google and searching mm-hmm. for, you know, yep. motivation speaker, leadership speaker. For sure. Um, and obviously the more specific you can be with that, some of those long tail keywords, the mm-hmm. more opportunities you may have, you know, motivational speaker, it's going to be a very, very competitive, but motivational speaker in Nashville or motivational right. speaker for Nashville real or something like that, that becomes a lot more specific, all of a sudden, it's a lot easier to be, to be found. So do yeah. you find that, that, I guess, how important is SEO for speakers today? You know, I can only go off of, you know, if I was an individual speaker, sure, it would, it would be a little bit tough. But from a bureau side, it is, it's extremely important. You know, yeah. I mean, they're, they're going in and even on a non-exclusive basis, you know, a speaker who works well with six or seven different bureaus, they're non-exclusive, that becomes even more, you know, it's a little reverse. It's like, you know, if it's an exclusive speaker, it will always come through us and we do do SEO for them. But if they're non-exclusive, we certainly want to be in the top search results. Just if they go in and search for search for speaker X, there's six or seven places they could get that speaker. So from a bureau, we, you know, want to be very competitive in that SEO. Absolutely. Because we want them to, you know, to some degree, you know, it's just the first website that they click right? for that speaker, you know, and to, to come to us and, you know, capture that business and then be able to serve them long term. 
right. multiple events, right? Because if they just go to the speaker direct, it's kind of like, well, that's great. What do I do next year? I start the search over. But right. you know, our advantage, and, and we say, is you know, we are there to consult you know, with that end client to serve them for years to come. And okay, you had this speaker, you know, you know, 2019, I'm already thinking about 2020, who would be a great follow-up. But yeah, yeah, to the point, you know, the SEO, I think is very, very important and to know what your keywords are. Um, you certainly want to have some of those big, broad ones, but then to really, you know, hone in on what is my message? What are the key things that people would probably search for, for me and make sure your, you know, coming up to the top of those search results. So SEO is definitely going to be a big lead source for you. You mentioned that mm -hmm. you personally are doing, you know, anywhere from hundred to 200 gigs a year that you're mm -hmm. booking. What are the other primary lead sources that you're doing? How much is coming from other speaker referrals or coming from repeat business and clients that you just had for right. multiple years uh, versus just brand new inbound uh, mm -hmm. or excuse me, outbound stuff that you've done to proactively kind of cultivate some potential leads there. Where right. are most, of, where are most bookings coming from for you? It's pretty split. You know, it's pretty, split every year between, you know, it's probably around 60 of clients that we just kind of work with every year. Yep. And really the other 40 are, you know, through SEO on our website, the exclusive speakers that we do have mm -hmm. send us all of their leads for a reason because yep. uh, we monetize that, we multiply that and we, you know, take care of that for them. So it's really 60 of those, you know, clients and the other 40, it's generating new business. It's spinoff right? From, you know, I book a speaker and, you know, they just crush it and they get four, you know, referrals that day. And then yep. those come to me that, and then we consider that new business as well. Right. So, um, we're out there and then, you know, two companies decide, you know what, that speaker was awesome, but we're going to have only internal this year. So we can't just rely on, you know, the art, the client base that we have that we just can't, you know, right. um, companies fold companies, take yeah. years off. Companies do an event every two or three years, you know, not every year. So we are always trying to, you know, find new clients uh, in, in creative ways. Yeah. And I think that's a good example for, you know, speakers that are listening who are, are maybe looking at just one lead source and recognizing that, you know, you, you guys are people who do a, a significant volume of gigs and realize you just have to have a lot of sources. And one year it may be significantly repeat stuff. Another year right. repeat stuff may not be much of a, there may not be as many opportunities, but you know, any outbound stuff or referral stuff could be a better thing. Uh, right. One of the things you touched on earlier is you handle a lot of business for Nashville, specifically things that are coming to town. Right. You know, a lot of speakers we work with who are maybe they're stay-at-home parents or something. And so they don't want to travel as much. They would yeah. love to do things. Now, Nashville is a great market, but there's also plenty of other good markets around the US and Absolutely. around the world. So is there anything that you do for, like, how do you find out what are the the conferences, conventions, events that are coming to, to town, specifically yeah. Nashville, but just yeah. in general, any ideas or strategies that you use that could be applied in other markets? Yeah. I mean, I would highly recommend whatever market you are in. Um, some are going to be bigger than others, obviously, sure. but to here in Nashville, it is the Nashville Convention and Visitor Center Bureau. So we pay a fee, which, you know, it's very reasonable. I, I want to say it's $2,000 a year to get access to every single group that is coming to Nashville for the next five years. So we get their email, we get their sales contact or event planner, whatever the case may be, yeah, in yeah. a downloadable Excel spreadsheet. Wow. And we are, you know, we target those people uh, with a immediate list as soon as, you know, we download it every month 
And, you know, through our marketing, you know, we have a nice team. We're fortunate to have a team that puts nice emails together for us. But, you know, we outbound that list and we say, we know you're coming to Nashville. We know it's this date. Here's a list of just local Nashville speakers that you can obviously work and get it for no travel costs. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. you know, there's always that approach to it's like, hey, they're local. Let me know what your budget is. You know, we find creative ways just to say, hey, you know, speakers love to speak and be home for dinner and be home totally. with their family. So there's usually a little bit of fee flexibility there as well. So that was something that as a speaker, you have access to that. I would, I would pay for that. One booking will cover, exactly. that. you know, one booking covers that investment Yeah, uh, every year and get that. And just, you know, my approach would probably be, I saw you're coming to Nashville. I see it's going to be on this date in the city. Oh, I love that hotel, you know, whatever. And just give your, give a pitch. I'd love to, you know, talk to you about this, do research on that company, see what their mission statement is. And just, I would, you know, if I was a speaker myself, I would craft each one of those individually, you know? So yeah. again, some markets are better than others, but that stuff's available and you can totally have access to that. Yeah. And like you mentioned, you know, Nashville is obviously a very hot market. There's a right. lot of things that come through town, but yes. in, in most markets, or at least if you're nearby a major market, so let's say sure. it's even within, you know, an hour or a couple hours drive of you, mm -hmm. um, there's going to be things that come to town and it may okay. not be the, you know, the, the big flashy ones that you would think that may go to some other major markets, but there's going to be things that come through town and just about any market. And Absolutely. so even though for some events, you know, the travel cost of bringing a speaker in, uh, this is always baffling to me, but the <laughs> travel cost of bringing a speaker, maybe right. a really, really small percent of what they pay, but in That's their right. minds they are like, Oh, they're local. Right. They're save so much money. It's like, yeah, you're going to save, some, but yeah. like, it's not going to move the needle dramatically, but in their yeah. mind, so it's a huge value add, you know, for sure. Because um, sure. it's and not just like the travel costs, but even just the logistics of, you know, what if we're flying someone in and their flights delayed or canceled yeah. or weather or any number of things that could go wrong that yeah. we don't have to worry about because they got to just, you know, I know for me and the, some of the stuff I've done for you guys that's downtown, that's a 30 minute drive, you know, exactly. so it's, no, it's no big deal at all. It's a lot simpler for me. It's a lot simpler for them. So it can certainly be a win-win. Yeah. And there's, there is a sense of security uh, in the fact that the speaker's local. They're just going to drive to the event, right? Like that yeah. is certainly there. And it's just, you know, a little bit extra, but yeah, it is crazy when they're like going to pay 25,000 for speaker and then they get really concerned about a you know, $500 flight. You're like, <laughs> what, what are we talking about here? Right. But you know, there's something there. And for Nashville, it really is more about just that Nashville vibe, right? People yeah, yeah. want to, it's always about music or the the harmony between us or whatever. And they really want that kind of Nashville, even if it's like, Hey, I'm local here. Thanks for coming to our city. That just kind of really creates, you know, the message that they're usually trying to do when they're coming to Nashville. It just helps kind of tie into it. Totally. But yeah. No matter where you're at in the country, you're probably at minimum two hours from a destination hub yeah. where, you know, even if you're driving two hours, you know, it's still, you know, you can get reimbursed for that, you know, much less than, um, you know, traveling all the way across the country. So I would highly recommend that. I want to ask you about timelines. How far out are most events booking right now? Do you find? Hopefully the case is, and, and I think we're starting to see this planners are planning more in advance now than they ever have. In, in yeah. my opinion, like we're, we, I think we're seeing the trend of, Hey, we really want to go We just got the speaker booked for 2019. Let's go ahead and start thinking about 2020. I'm getting yeah. that more just because there is way more competition out there. There are so many speakers. Um, the market is somewhat saturated just because the barrier of entry is lower and I'm a speaker and I put up a website and I have a couple of videos. And so 
they really want to start that process sooner. Now, you know, I literally booked event for uh, next Wednesday, yesterday morning. So we're, wow. you know, we are a week out and that it happens. It slips through the cracks. They can't, you know, land on who they want or they really it's, they can't get their CEO or person to make that final sign off. Right. Yeah. But you know, we're seeing a trend that it is usually these people are doing their best to get ahead of it as much as possible, sometimes up to a year out. So, okay. Mm -hmm. are, are you, how long are you finding that most, once you reach out, you have that initial contact mm -hmm. with an event and whether it's, you know, a few months out or, a, uh, over a year out, how long are you finding that it typically takes them to make a decision? Yeah. Usually around a month. Okay. Once we get that initial email in our stat, our stats pretty much prove that they will at least make that decision within a month. Yeah. You'll have obviously outliers, but that's pretty much the average, you know, they're at the point where they're ready through either our site or an exclusive speaker site to send in an inquiry or make a call and they say, here's my date, here's this. We you know, want to get this tied up as soon as possible and between back and forth and meetings and schedules around a month. Okay. Gotcha. I wanted to ask you about just the market and the economy, meaning mm -hmm. that it seems like every year the sky is going to be falling. This is sure. the year where everything falls apart. And, and certainly we had some big economic issues several years ago yeah. that certainly affected the, the speaking industry. Mm -hmm. Is there, you're getting any sense of that or anything on the horizon or well, what, I think, what, what are we, what are you seeing? Yeah. In like a micro level, I feel like November and December here at Premier they weren't our best, you know, months. And I think it was a bit economy driven. I think there were some looming pending like, Hey, I mean, we had a big dip in the economy stock market wise in December. Mm -hmm. And I think there were a lot of companies that said, you know what, let's just hold off until January 1st. Let's just see where we're at, get through Christmas. And then January was our best month that we've ever had in Premier's history. Wow. Uh, and January usually isn't a very strong month for us historically. Yeah. Usually February is our biggest month. So it's like, <laughs> obviously in 2008, like that's, you know, that's devastating stuff. But it, we find that it, it can happen and people will just get real nervous real fast. But yeah. then all of a sudden, oh, okay, we're fine. You know, and so it's, <laughs> it's very skittish as is the market. Kind of depends on the week. It could, yeah, yeah, it could totally depend on the week. So we're kind of seeing an ebb and flow of, man, you know, this month happens to not be our best month, but we feel that it is consistent enough that we'll make it up the next month. Right. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's important, you know, even as speakers to, you know, don't have the day view or the week view, sometimes even the month view, you know, look at, that's why we look at things from a quarter perspective or, you know, half of a year, or of course a yearly perspective to see there's a reason we do that because sometimes it's just a little, there's no, there's no rhyme or reason to it. It's arbitrary. You know, if yeah. this date closes on the 31st versus the first, you know, it can affect everything. So we just try to really focus on if we're sensing and we're kind of seeing and the numbers are showing, man, this is a, you know, a tougher month. Keep doing the things that we've done, you know, keep, keep doing the outbound stuff, you know, keep um, doing the things that other people won't do to get that business. And it will even itself out. I mean, the economy strong, you know, speaker guarantees are going up. You know, there are times where like, wow, I cannot believe that this speaker is making this much and speaking this many times. You know, there are so many events every Tuesday night in downtown Nashville. There are 10 groups, the association of, you know, greeting card envelope makers <laughs> And they're going to bring. Did you just make that up, or is that a real one? No, that's a real one. <laughs> that's my crazy. favorite, 
my favorite from Nashville last year was the Association of Pickle Packers. Pickle um, Packers. Pickle Packers. Of course, you know, those pickle those pickles have to be picked and then they have to be packed and that's a group and that's real. And they booked three speakers with me. So it's like, it's amazing. There's business to be had and speaker yeah. guarantees are going up. So just, you know, stick with what you're doing. Of course, if what you're doing isn't getting you results, then you might need to look at it. But you know, if what you're doing is proven and you know, it'll get reserve results over the course of a quarter or a year, you know, it will balance itself out. And then, you know, I mean, we look at March madness, quite frankly, yeah. like, you have things that you cannot do anything about. March Madness, companies lose millions of dollars because people are at the sports bars or they're taking long lunches or they're, they're, there's a reason there's a boss button on the app. And so you got to look at those things too and just see what's going on and kind of say, okay, well, it's kind of a slow time right now, but it, it's going to pick back up. Do you find that that the like the any other any trends that followed like the, the stock market, like you mentioned, things really took a big yes. dip in November? Mm -hmm. Do you find that that's the case or just kind of this, this past time happened to that past time? We really felt like it, you know, December was a really bad month for the stock market. It was, you know, we, you know, it was down, gosh, 11, 12% was a big deal. And I think, you know, we saw the effects of that companies, you know, again, and then you're compounding with Christmas and people are taking much more time off at Christmas now than they ever have sure. and markets slow down, but sure. I, I, we see it totally gets impacted and really it's, you know, typically I'm not dealing with the CEO or the, you know, the, the highest end person I'm dealing with some type of a vice president, some type of an event planner. And the word will come down and say, you know what, you know, we're just going to kind of wait till January to get all this done. And they won't say necessarily, Oh, it's because we're worried about finances or stock market. It's just that, you know, these companies kind of, they see that and their CFOs or CEOs kind of see that and then it kind of just filters down and we're just going to kind of pump the brakes just a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, we totally see it cause and effect there. I want to wrap up talking about uh, one thing you, you kind of touched on here where you mentioned um, kind of the ebbs and flows of the speaking mm -hmm. business and you'll have, you'll have weeks where you book a bunch of gigs and you'll have weeks where you book nothing and nobody's replying to emails, nobody's answering the phone and nothing's happening. And sometimes maybe it's just market forces. Sometimes it may just be things that are way beyond your control. You have nothing to do with. How do you, like personally, as someone who you book a lot of gigs and most speakers are booking their own gigs, so we're playing a similar role, how do you manage the mental game of yeah. this? Meaning that I, I talk with speakers all the time and speakers who have been in the business for years and years and years. And so they know the cycles, but still we, it's easy to get down on ourselves and think mm. that was the last one I booked it. That was it. So yeah. we're going to, we had a good run, you know, that was, was it. Yeah. We might as well close the like, door. You just feel like everything is, is falling apart. Yeah. How do you, you deal with the same things? Again, you've been sure. in this role for five plus years now. Do you experience the same mental highs and lows and how do you balance that out? I do. I absolutely do. You know, I had one of the tougher marches that I've ever had. And it was kind of specific to me in, in the office. There were a couple guys that were crushing it and a couple of us that weren't, you know, and it was kind of a real test for me. And I think I passed, but at the end, you know, guys, it's like, we have jobs for me personally. My job does not truly define who I am. It's a job. It is a source. I'm very grateful for that. But, and here we have a culture at Premier, thankfully, that it isn't always about the numbers, you know? And so hopefully, guys, you speakers that are out there, like you're making a difference in the world. It's how you provide for your family. It's how you pay your bills. It's probably something that you've truly been called to. But there, it, it's not 
fundamentally the end of who you are. Your moms, your dads, your husbands, your wives, your sons, your daughters, you're in your communities and maybe you have employees. It's like, it's not the end all be all. And so I, it's about, for me, it's about having that perspective and then, you know, really understanding that over the course of just like the stock market. And, and for the most part, things come up, things usually, if we do the hard work, if we continue to be diligent, we continue to be persistent and really have an attitude of gratefulness and thankfulness for what we do have, it always typically works itself out, right? Yeah. In 2008, you know, that's a different story. I mean, it crashed, but you know, here we are, you know, we made it. And, you know, a testimony to that was I was having that horrible March and I was getting ready to go on vacation and, you know, I was one deal was out there and I said, man, if this comes through, it will not only make my month, it'll basically, you know, like seven times, it'll basically, you know, double go up seven times. Uh, and I said, you know, if it happens, it happens. And sure enough, the day before I left for vacation, it came through and it totally made my month. It's like, it was a great feeling, but at the end of the day, if it didn't happen, you know, I would have been okay. And yeah. we, we would have been fine. So, you know, just, just find those areas of gratitude, find those areas of thankfulness and just know that it, it, you know, getting that date, it not, it isn't who you are totally. at the end of the day. It's not what 100% defined you. The longer you're in this business, I think, I think it's, uh, it's helpful to remind yourself that, okay, I've seen this movie before. Mm -hmm. I know how this plays out. This sure. one sucks. But like you said, the end of the, the end of the month, this hail Mary comes in out That's of right. nowhere that like saves the month. They're like, mm -hmm. I, you didn't see it coming, but it worked yeah. out. And there's yeah. a lot of a lot of weeks, a lot of months that, that go like that. Just out of Absolutely. happens that changes the course of how things are going. That just, for sure just falls in your lap all of a sudden. Absolutely, and you know that particular client, and you'll have these clients too. That was a very large deal with a client that I've had for seven years now. Yeah. Ever since I got here, I've served this client. I've been at that event. Um, I've worked with them. I've done my best to serve them and it worked out. Like we got a really large deal at the end. And so, you know, when you go through those times, like you're going to need those relationships, you know, that yeah. kind of that bank account that you've had with your relationships and that you've invested in, you know, we don't do it for that reason, but they will pay off, you know, yeah. serve people well. And, and that's one other trend I, I would say to close some of this is, you know, the, in my opinion, the days of a speaker, um, signing a contract, showing up, talking for 60 minutes and getting out of there, those days are over. It's We're seeing way more conference calls on the front end. And, and most speakers want to do that because they want to be prepared. But totally. on the day of, what you know, asking the client, what can I do in addition to just to add value to the guarantee that you're paying me? Yeah. I'm going to do this for no extra cost. And you know, there's business models to figure all that out. But man, serve your clients well. Yeah. And that will come back to you in a really good way. And, you know, you sow those seeds and they will, you will get that harvest in time for sure. Yeah. Very good stuff, man. Well, we appreciate it. We appreciate you taking Absolutely. the time. If people want to find out more about Premier. Uh, I direct people over there all the time, but where, where can we go? Yeah. I mean, premierspeakers.com is where, you know, we host our speakers. I'm on LinkedIn and on Twitter at B underscore Edmondson. So yeah. And happy to reach out. I've said this before, you know, you know, certainly on LinkedIn, you know, if there are speakers out there that just want some advice or some tweaks, I'm happy to take a look at various things. So yeah, just let us know how we can be of service to you. And as always, thanks for having me, Grant. 
Now, I'll give the caveat here to protect you, to protect Sean and the others uh, from Premiere, is that uh, if you haven't already, go back and listen to, we have multiple episodes about, about bureaus. Bureaus are phenomenal. They serve a great place in the industry. But one of the things I always say is that uh, if you can't book yourself, a bureau is not going to magically do that. I promise That's you that good. Brandon does not have a pot filled with gigs. He's like, oh, if only I just had speakers to fill all these gigs. That's, it is, right. That's good. The supply and demand issue does not work like that. So yeah. this guy's a busy guy. And, and so he's uh, been very kind and generous to spend some minutes with us. So don't, don't harass him trying to get him to get you business. So <laughs> that doesn't work like that. All right. So there we go. I'm, I'm just trying to protect you. Very good plug. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, good, you know, good protection, good protection. But yeah, I mean the biz way, like, how do I get more dates? Well, how many are you, are you speaking at all? Uh, I mean, yeah. how many dates are you speaking? And then, you know, from there, you know, if you're you know too busy then a bureau can really help, but yeah, if you don't have any dates, it's hard to just magically create them out of, out of thin air for sure. <laughs> very true. Very true. All right, brother. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. Absolutely. Thanks guys. All right, there you go. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with Brandon Edmondson. Really, really good stuff there. We uh, appreciate him taking the time to come hang out with us. A lot of good guys over there at Premier. So definitely check out what they're doing. And uh, like I said at the end there, don't go harass them. Don't go bug bureaus. Like, hey, can you book me gigs? I need gigs. Give me gig. Don't do that. That's not a way to get in with the bureau. All right. So uh, anyway, like I said, uh, definitely check out the U- YouTube channel. If you have not already, you can do that by going over to youtube.com slash the speaker lab, youtube.com slash the speaker lab and check out the the speech breakdown videos that we are doing there every single week. And uh, if there's a video that you would like for us to break down on an upcoming video, then uh, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. All right, my friends, that wraps up episode 242. We'll catch you next time. You're awesome. <laughs>